Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NEA Chronicles podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find our show now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you enjoy listening to your podcast at. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram just by searching NEA Chronicles. And as always, if you have any suggestions, comments, uh, please feel free to send me a message to the Facebook page. This week, we are out at the Crawlers Ridge Vintage Market. Uh, had a great time out there, a great event. Uh, was able to talk to a lot of great vendors out there and, and uh, hear some really interesting stories. So stay tuned for that. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you. All right, here we're out here with uh, Kim Harkey. She is the uh, founder of the Crawlers Ridge Vintage Market. Kim, uh, it's market day. So uh, how's, how's everything going? Well, just like always, it's a crazy mess. And it comes together. In the end, it comes together. And so I've learned over the years I don't stress as much because it always just works out. So we've had a good turnout, and we're selling junk, and the day's still early. That's right. And uh, forecast rain, but it has barely sprinkled out here. It's, it's uh, turned out to be a really nice day. It's really cool, not too hot. So uh, it's a great day for people to come out, right? Yes. Um, it's cloudy, but we've been out here with the sun shining, and we're all sunburned at the end of the day, so we'll take this cloud, this overcast sky. But junkers, we're a unique group. We will junk in the rain. We'll junk in the sleet. We'll junk if it's lightning. So uh, we're happy. Well, Kim, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, everybody has a great booth set up out here, and it, it's turned out to be a great day. Thank you. I appreciate you coming out. All right, thank you. Okay, we're here at the market. Uh, what is your name, ma'am? I'm Donna Horton. I have uh, HBT Vintage Wares and Estate Sales. And where is that located at, Donna? It's located at Newcastle, which is about halfway between Forest City and Wynn, near Village Creek State Park. It's a little off the beaten path. It's not right on a main highway. So. Okay, and what all do you have out there? I have uh, uh, primitives. I have yard, th uh, yard art. I have uh, a lot of glassware. I just have a, a variety of, of items uh, I tend to like glassware and primitive type things, so those that's where I lean to those types of things. But I have a few tools for men, too. Okay, so uh, you got into this. Uh, how long have you been doing it? I originally got into it in about 2005. I opened a store and had the store for several years, and I sold that. And then I have uh, booths in flea markets at a rare find in Forest City and at uh, Marion Consignment in Marion, Arkansas, plus the store, which is the old Horton store in uh, Newcastle. Okay, so um, what, is, uh, what is one of your um, favorite items to look for? Oh, I have, I have several. I, I love glassware, and uh, I, I tend to like a lot of those types of things, but I like uh, a, a lot of the uh, more like canning and aluminum uh, type products different types of things like that uh lean more to the primitive type things gotcha so um if somebody wanted to contact you about uh anything you have uh what is the best way to get in touch with you do you have a facebook page or a phone number i have a facebook page they can find find me on hbt vintage wares and estate sales and they could also uh, text me or call me at 870-633-1238. Uh, I mainly do appointments, but uh, when I'm not doing an estate sale, I'm usually open on a Friday or Saturday from like 10 to 3. Okay, Ms. Donna, well, thank you very much for joining us, and we appreciate it, and we hope you have a great time out here at the market. Thank you, and I've been, I'm really enjoying it. This is my third year here. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Okay, ma'am, what is your name? Barry Cobb. 
All right, Barry. Uh, what do you have here? What brings you out here to the market today? I brought Dixie Bell Mineral Chalk Paint. And where is Dixie Bell manufactured at? Port Ritchie, Florida. Okay. Uh, do you know a little bit about the company? Uh, it's women-owned. It's made in the USA, and the company itself is amazing. Their customer service, their products are top-notch. Okay, so this is, uh, what kind of paint is it? It's the chalk mineral paint. Okay, uh, I noticed you have a few pieces out here. Um, they're really pretty. What all kinds of colors do they have out? We have 64 colors, and we have 74 additional colors uh, that could be combos. Okay, so you have some, look like serving trays out here. Um, do you guys make those? I do. My husband makes them, and I paint them. Awesome, awesome. So um, different different kinds of handles on them, really unique. Uh, do you have a, a business page or a Facebook page or anything somebody can contact you at? Uh, they can contact me on my cell, 870-530-4884, or they can go to Dixie Bell JB on Facebook and message me through that. Okay, so they were able to message you on your Facebook page. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it, and good luck out here today. Thank you so much. All right, so we're out here at the Crawley's Ridge Vintage Market. Uh, what is your name, ma'am? My name's Mandy Russell. Mandy, uh, what do you do out here? Um, I noticed you got a lot of jewelry. Tell me, uh, how do, you, do you hand make everything? Yes, sir, I do. I started making jewelry about three years ago out of silver plate silverware. It's all the old vintage William Rogers stuff from 1963 and before. So everything you have out here is made out of made out of silverware of some kind. Yes, sir, except for the snaps that I have for my snap bracelets, which are made out of silverware. Right. Uh, so tell me, what is uh, you have rings, you have bracelets. Uh, I even see a wind chime over here. Um, what are your some of your favorite things to make out here? My absolute favorite thing to make are my feathers. They're out of the old butter knives. So, and I'm a bird person, so that's that's my absolute favorite thing, absolutely, out of all of it. And then, of course, I have bell pendants that actually ring, and I have elephants with their fork or their little trunks up, so we're good there. But yeah, everything I make is really fun for me. But my feathers are my favorite. So you have uh, you, you're making animals out of this silverware. Um, <laughs> It just a little bit of everything out here. Um, you have spoons that, that have resin in them. Mm -hmm. um, so, time. right, right. So how did you get into to making all this? Well, I went to college for art, and I did metalworking back then to begin with. And my mother always had a big love for spoon jewelry anyway. So I started with the spoon rings, and then I had all the leftover stuff, and I had to do something with it. I couldn't waste it. So I, I actually used every piece of a piece of silverware. I have no waste left over when I'm done. That's awesome. So uh, do you have a shop set up or a store? Or how, what is the best way to people for people to get a hold of you? Well, I do the vending events all around Arkansas. <clears throat> and then I also have an online store that's really easy to get to. I'm located in Drysco. It's a very small area. I don't have an open store. So the easiest way to find me is online usually. And that would be, you can find me on Facebook at Savvy Creation Studios. And then you can also find me online at www.savvycreationstudios.com. So Savvy Creation Studios, you can find all this awesome, unique jewelry. All of it's made out of silverware. Uh, some really neat stuff. Go check it out. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Thank you very much. Okay, we are out here at the Crawley's Ridge Vintage Market. Uh, man, what is your name and where are you from? I am Brenda Hoyt. I'm from Fayetteville. Okay, and you've got a neat little shop here. You've got all kinds of things. Uh, do you have a shop in Fayetteville? I have a space that I rent in Prairie Grove, which is called Daisies and Olives, and my little business is called Flea and Easy. Okay, uh, so Flea and Easy, um, how long have you been uh, into antiques and, and repurposing things? Yeah, I've been doing this probably for about 15 years, and this is my second year here at Crowley's Ridge. 
Okay, it's a it's a great location out here. It's it's really really neat. It's got great um, the aesthetic out here is wonderful. You know, and the people love. From what I understand, people are loving to come out here all year round for different things that they have here. And so when she has her vintage show here every year, uh, people normally show up, even though it's a rainy day today. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of wet, and there's still a great turnout out here. Um, what are Do you just repurpose things, or do you just sell antiques, or what all do you do? I do a little bit of everything. I'm, it's a little eclectic here. I sell some things I sell um, wholesale things, like a little line of candles, and I sell vintage repurposed um, mostly vintage and is my kind of my thing but uh, uh, that's what I do <laughs> so so the vintage is your thing you just yeah. like going and finding that and those find old it. antiques yeah. uh, right. what is do you have a, a particular thing you like to search for uh, that just catches your eye that yeah. you well, mostly like home decor items, you know, anything that you can find to um, decorate your home or, or in your garden, which I love garden items. You see, I have a lot of plant stands and pottery. I love that. And, and uh, I go pick those things up, you know, in another state. So, um, and then other things like the crib there, that, that chair is made out of an old crib and uh, the antique washstand. Just, you know, it's really just a mix of things, but mostly it's home decor things. Okay, so um, you drove all the way here from Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, uh, you mm -hmm. like coming out here. It's your second year out here. Right. Um, what is it about this market that you enjoy coming to? Kim is just such a good person and a nice, easy to deal with. And um, um, and then, like I said, the, the whole aesthetic out here, you know, the cabins, the log cabins, the old school house, the little church over there, all the things, and you combine them. It, you know, where I'm from, um, they have the Prairie Grove Civil War um, area, and so it kind of reminds me of that. And people just love, it's it's better than a market in a bar, in a, you know, somewhere in a metal building. It's, you're out, right. you get to walk around, and you, you know, meet the people, meet the locals, and I kind of like these smaller markets like this, because I'm, I'm not so commercial. So do you have a, a Facebook page or a website uh, for people to, to go to and check out your items? I do have a Facebook page. I don't have a website. I'm on Facebook at Flea and Easy. It's Flea with the ampersand Easy, Flea and Easy. And I'm also on Instagram as Flea and Easy. Okay, well, thank you so much, Brenda. We appreciate your time, and thank you. Have a great day. All right, so we're out here at Crawley's Ridge Vintage Market. Uh, who do we have? What is your name, ma'am? Dinah Flippo. All right, Dana, uh, and what do you have out here? We are selling Mission Bread, um, our church, Central Baptist. We are going on a mission trip to Uganda, and we're just wanting to share God's love, and we're selling bread today. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so when, are, when is the mission trip to Uganda? When are you guys going? May 22nd, and we'll be there 10 days. 10 days, okay. And what do you guys plan to do when you're over there? Well, we, we're going to evangelize, for one, and then we're also going to be taking uh, mama kits to the ladies that are pregnant, that's having babies, that uh, need sterile equipment, and we'll be giving that out. That's awesome. So uh, out here at the Vintage Market, uh, you're selling the Mission Bread, $5 a piece, really good. I've tried it myself. So um, do, you, do you have a secret recipe that you follow? I'm not telling. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't tell either for bread that's that good. Thank you so much for joining us, Dana. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, uh, what is your name? Angie Mason. 
All right, Angie. Uh, so what do you have out here? What, do you, what brings you out to the market? I have a local raw honey, that, um, but I have beehives and stuff that's uh, in the Jonesboro, Harrisburg area, all in this area. Okay, and how long have you been uh, working with beehives and, and making honey? This is my sixth year. Okay, so uh, it's all local honey. Uh, what, what got you started in it? Uh, actually, um, I go, uh, one of my life groups that I attend at Central, one of my friends uh, had bees, and my husband went out with him to help him one day work on some, some stuff that he needed to do, and he decided to get a few hives, and that's how we got started. Okay, so uh, you, you make raw honey uh, and sell it locally? Yes, I sell it at Double B Vintage Market in Jonesboro and Full Sun in Jonesboro. And then I'm also at the uh, ASU Farmer's Market, and then I do shows and stuff. And so going into some other areas later. Thank you for being out here. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, so we're out here at the market. Uh, what is your name, sir? Leland, Dallas. Okay, Leland, uh, what do you do out here? Uh, what brings you out here? You got some nice wood pieces. Tell me a little bit about well, it. Well, all this is cypress, every bit of it. Uh, the tall, skinny ones over there are cypress knees that grows up out of the water. I just cut them and process them and get the bark off of them. Now, the, the, the benches are made out of a solid slab of cypress uh, timber. Now, I don't, I'm not set to cut these. Guy, Lake City cuts these with sawmill, but I'll cut them and put the, the knees on it for the legs. Mm -hmm. You know, I process them after that, and he cuts those tables over and then I make the tables after he cuts a piece of wood. I have to process it after he cuts it. He just rough cuts it, and then I gotta finish it up after that. And the ones over with the holes in it is that's actually woodpecker holes. Okay. Somebody asked me, "What'd you drill them holes in there for?" I said, "I didn't drill them there. I said that's Mother Nature woodpecker holes." Mother Nature drilled Mother them Nature in there. <laughs> yeah, and I make the, I make the lamps. Uh, in fact, I, you know, I, I just started in it about four or five years ago, but I, I like gives me something to do. So what got you started in it? Well, yeah, really, my wife got me started in it. I used to hunt and fall over these things years ago out in the woods, cuss them, and they just in the way, and then she found them on the Internet. She said, well, you know, people buy it. And I got to looking on there, and they had all kinds of stuff made out of them, selling them. I thought, well, man, I got all kinds of them things. I might as well do something besides fall over them. So I started processing them, cutting them about five, five six, seven years ago. I don't make a lot of money off of it, but I make a little bit. You know, so instead of to do, right? So instead of tripping over them, you're 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 making money. Them, I'm cutting them down and getting them out of the way. Because <laughs> what you people don't realize when you cut this knee off the tree and this grows up out of the water, when you cut that off, that will grow back mm -hmm. over time. You know, it don't kill the tree. Now, if you cut them all down, it wouldn't really kill the tree, but it'd stun it some. But I only cut just a few off each tree. But over. Because it takes a piece like that right there, this big arch, it probably took 100 years for that to grow like that. Wow, so this is not only it's, a... It's slow-growing tree. Yeah, slow-growing tree, uh, really nice, really uh, really dense wood, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a tough wood. Uh, it's weatherproof. You can set this stuff outside. You know, bugs might eat it up, but it's it set outside. It's weatherproof. It's waterproof wood. It's so, very durable outside. I have a lot of people buy them. And set them out on their, uh, you know, big pieces. They'll set them out on their driveways or out on their uh, front porches and stuff like that because weather don't hurt them. Okay, so if there's a if there's a piece that somebody somebody wants a piece like this, uh, do you have a phone number? Somebody get a hold of you? Uh, well, I do. It's uh, 
5606. It's called, uh, my business calls uh, Lee's Sapper's Knees. And they can find you on Facebook also? Yeah, my wife's got it posted on Facebook. Okay. I'm not, I'm not much of a Facebook guy, but she, <laughs> she, she's got it. It's on it's on Facebook. And I, I have people contact me, and, and I'll sell a few pieces. But I sell most of it on open markets like this where they have vendors and stuff like this. Because people that wants to buy this over the Internet, they have a beast. But they might live in Montana, and, and they want me to. I can't make money if I got a. If they want to pay the shipping. Right. But sometimes, well, ain't that shipping part of the deal? I can't, you know, there ain't no money in that. Exactly. It would take more to ship it than it would be to. So, but uh, I, I sell a few. Somebody local see it, and they'll come down by where I got them at, and they'll buy them off, buy off of me like that. Well, Leland, thank you so much for joining uh, us. Uh, you got some really unique pieces well, out here. Thank you. I just hope it. Well, if it rains, if it does rain today, my stuff outside of the lamps ain't going to hurt rain on my stuff <laughs> you ain't got to worry about anything I ain't got to worry about it getting runt you know the clothes and the furniture it might get be in bad shape that's but the way to do it bring something out here that won't run if it gets wet that's right it don't the rain ain't gonna hurt it all right well thank you leland have thank a great you. day thank you okay so we're out here at the crawler's ridge vintage market uh we're here uh with some handmade soap uh what is your name ma'am beth witt beth uh you got a lot of different kinds of soap out here how did you get into making it well, I used to drive to Memphis once a month to go to um, a soap store over there that made it, and I was like, why am I driving an hour when I can do this myself? So then I just bought everything, and that's how I got started. So did you look up recipes online, or uh, how, did, how, did you get, uh, how did you even find out how to do it? Um, I used a lot of Google and a lot of trial and error and realized it was a lot more into it than what I thought there was. But after I started in August, so I've got it perfected now. Awesome. So you go to different trade shows around. Um, do you have uh, any flea markets or anything like that that you're in or a, a Facebook page or website? I do have I have a Facebook page. It's Dirty Bee Soap on Facebook. And then I also sell out of the Mercantile. It's at 2929 South Caraway in Jonesboro. It's in the old uh, Caraway Medical Plaza. And I have a booth in there. Okay, cool. So I've talked to a few people out here that sell at the Mercantile. So that's, that's a pretty popular place. Uh, tell me... Oh, you're fine. Uh, what is your What is your favorite scent? Oh, I have so many. My favorite is probably my Blue Lagoon. It's like a mix of different citruses, and it's, okay. oh, it smells so good. <laughs> so, um, what is is your Facebook page the best way to get a hold of you if somebody wants to talk to you about your homemade soap? It is. Um, I have my personal cell phone on there, and then you can Facebook message me, and I mean I'm really quick about answering. So, okay. can get any questions answered you have or. And I also do any kind of personalizations if somebody has, like, soaps they want in certain colors or certain smells. Awesome. Well, Beth, thank you so much. Good luck. And uh, you guys contact her about her soap. It's, it really smells good. Thank you very much, Beth. Thank you. All right, so we're here today. With what, what is your name, sir? My name's Lawrence B. Strickland, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Nice to meet you, sir. So uh, what brings you out here to the market today? You have a little booth set up. You have a lot of unique items. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you have here. Well, I have uh, antique license plates. i uh, got... Uh, Old uh, fruit jars, uh, depression fruit jars. I got uh, uh, leaded crystal uh, doorknobs off of 18th century uh, old doors. Uh, uh, have a pressure cooker from the late 1800s. Uh, and uh, old uh, Coca-Cola bottles from early 1900s, late 1800s. Uh, whiskey jugs. Uh, Crock pots, uh, uh, Griswold uh, skillets, uh, Wagner skillets, uh, 
and got some old signs. Uh, uh, just quite a, quite a bit, a uh, few pieces here that old lanterns, uh, from railroad lanterns and this type of thing. It's a, we got quite a few. Okay, so how many markets do you go to a year? I go to uh, at least uh, 16 to 18 markets, different markets. We hit the big markets in Texas, uh, Round Top, Texas, uh, Canton, Texas, uh, Amity, Arkansas. It's a big one up at Amity, Arkansas. They turn it from a, a sawmill and they turn it into a big antique show. Okay. And uh, I go to Atlanta, Georgia, to Scott's show in Atlanta, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so you travel travel all over the place? Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde and uh, uh, Louisiana, Arcadia, Louisiana. Uh, we go to, uh, we've got several around uh, Pine Bluff uh, that we go to. And we got quite a few places we go to a year. Well, Mr. Strickland, you got a bunch of customers around here. I'm going to let you get to them and help them out. Thank you so much for joining me. Okay, and thank you for doing it. Thank you. Uh, so we're here with uh, Cy Parker. Uh, Cy, uh, tell me what you're doing here. So we are making brooms here. And how did you get into making brooms? So I got into making brooms kind of by default. So my dad was a broom maker and mom was a sewer. And uh, my grandpa made sorghum. And then after my grandpa passed away, dad moved from here to making sorghum and I got roped into doing this. And we spent a few years learning how and been doing it ever since. So how long does it take to learn how to, to get good at making a broom? To learn how takes about 30 minutes, and to get any good at it at all took me a couple years. You know. So just just trial and error and practice, 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 right? Trial and error and practice, and a whole bunch of them that ended up just being given away or thrown in these cabins and left and, and doing what we can with them. But a long time before we made one that was good enough to have somebody use. So tell me a little bit about the process of making a broom. Uh, kind of how, how do you start out? So we've got three pieces of equipment. And if you look on this one here, you'll see it. This one's from 1878, and they came together as a set. So you have a kicker, and that's a press, and down on the end is your cutter. And you'll start in your kicker with just a bare handle. You've got to get it chucked up in there good, and it takes seven rows of broom corn. You build it from the inside out, and you build it flat. And as you get that finished, you put that outside color piece on, which is that final wrap. Uh, when you're done with that, it still kind of looks round. It's not quite finished, so I have to give it to her. She'll put it in this press press we get four rows of stitches that'll hold it in that shape after that we just got to trim it off and we're good so uh what is uh what is the quality how do you know if it's a good broom or not so to know if it's a good broom or not here when we're done with it it's got to stand up on its own so marion can tell you that story a little better than me but uh, the man that taught us how to make brooms told us that a well-made broom would stand on its own and if you're ever threatened by a 80 year old little man over something <laughs> you'll you'll remember that right and that's that was just how that was at the time, and that's whether you make a good product or not, and that was the rules, and it took a while to make that happen. Well, he sold brooms during the Depression, and at that time, people didn't have a lot of money, so they were having to trade food for products. And if you were trading food that you could feed your children, not really knowing when you could get some more food, you had to make sure that it was going to be a really good product and wasn't a waste. So he was adamant that he stood them up. He told people, I spent time on this. You know, it's well made. It's going to last you several years. I stand behind my product. And so here at Homestead, if a broom doesn't stand, we don't sell it because he said a well-made broom stands by itself. But he also said you shouldn't sell things that aren't well made. And that's how he was able to raise his children and take care of his family by having a really good reputation. So that's a, a lesson that we always teach the kids to do your best and stand behind your product, even if your back gets really sore doing it. <laughs> well, 
It, it looks like tough work. So how much uh, – it, it looks like it takes a lot of pressure to, to push down on that and uh, get that thing to spinning. It does. I don't know exactly how much it is. Um, generally speaking, in a year I'll break one or two of these treadles that go across. And so um, that's just part of that process. But it'll take us about a half hour to make one start to finish. And how long have you been doing making brooms overall? We have been doing this probably, I want to say, about 20 years me and Marianne have. And then my parents did it before, for several years before we started. Uh, well, that's, that's awesome. So you guys have a festival in the fall. Uh, when, is, when does that happen? So the festival that we have in the fall is the second and third weekends in October. Whatever those dates are, it's always those dates. Um, and the festival is an entirely different thing. What will happen there at that festival is we uh, – we'll start up and we run everything so as opposed to what we're doing here today with this vintage market festival's more like the living history museum piece so we print papers in the post office we make sorghum that day we're grinding cornmeal um, blacksmith people are here going through that so it's a it's a bit different but the whole place opens up and just runs for everything we have there well si thank you very much we'll let you get back to work and we appreciate your time no problem nice to see you okay so we're here with what is your name sir don spencer Don, what brings you out here to the vintage market? What do you do? Well, we have all kinds of handmade wood products, uh, wood-turned items and cutting boards and lots of stuff. So you have bowls, and uh, you have uh, one of the most interesting things, I think, is your rings. Are those hard to turn when you, when you turn them? In the beginning, it was, but I've gotten used to it, and I do lots of them nowadays. But uh, it, it's pretty tricky. It takes a little while. They're very delicate. So how did you get into wood turning? I've been in wood turning, into wood turning for years and years and years. Started with my dad many, many years ago when I was pretty young. So where, where are you guys from again? We're out of Royal Outs, Arkansas, just outside of Hot Springs. Okay, and you travel around to different markets around the state? All over the state of Arkansas, yeah. Okay, uh, so what is, uh, you do custom pieces also? Uh, yeah, we do special orders. We do laser engraving on cutting boards and other things, and uh, I've done big countertop island countertops all kinds of stuff anything with wood all righty so uh what is the best way if somebody wanted to get in touch with you for a custom piece uh what is the best way to get a hold of you guys well the simplest thing is to find us on facebook under the scrap woodworks uh, page and uh you can message us through that or um there's several other ways go ahead <laughs> All right. Well, Don, thank you very much. Uh, so anybody wants to get a hold of you, Scrap Woodworks on Facebook, um, they can contact you for custom pieces or anything like that. You betcha. We're uh, looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. You guys have a great time out here today. Thank you. So what is your name, sir? Destry Mason. Destry Mason. Uh, so what brings you out here today? Uh, you're a vendor. Uh, what, what do you uh, What do? You do? Uh, I make custom furniture, really pretty much anything a customer is looking for. Uh, we can probably build. Okay, so I see out here you have a you have some really nice kitchen tables out here. You have some end tables, um, uh, a table there. That's a really interesting looking piece. Uh, tell me a little bit about that one there. Uh, that's a farm all tractor front end uh, that we salvaged and uh, decided to turn it into a pub table. That's that is really unique looking. That would go good in uh, just about any setting. I was thinking a man cave, but that would that would go good just about anywhere. Yeah, that's perfect for a man cave. So. Um, how long have you been making making tables and, and different furniture? Uh, about three or four years. Just picked it up as a hobby, and it's turned in a little more. Okay, so do you go to do you go to other markets or? This is actually our first market we come to. We came out here as as 
as customers and decided that we could probably set up and probably do well out here. Okay, awesome. Um, so do you have a business? Where are you guys located? Uh, we're located in Paragool, 6481 Highway 49 South behind Ajax Floor Center. Okay, and if somebody wanted something made or wanted to look at what you have, what is the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, you can get it through uh, our Facebook page, Bearded Brand Custom Furniture, um, or you can find us on Instagram or just our phone number, uh, which is 870-740-2282. So Bearded Brand, Brand Custom, Custom Furniture. Furniture on Instagram also? Yes, on Instagram as well. Okay, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it, and you have a lot of great pieces out here, and uh, anybody needs anything, uh, you're the guy to come to. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.